Jamie Niger Romendo with you here on a Tuesday edition of the Green Zone. Extreme cold advisories uh, still remain in Saskatchewan with wind chills around the minus uh, 40 range. When are we uh, going to start to come out of it? Oh, sorry. It just it was just ended. I apologize. Just it just ended the extreme cold warning uh, for Regina anyways uh, on that one. But uh, so I guess we are coming out of it a little bit, uh, but into still going to be minus 20 is high into the weekend a little bit. We'll start to see minus 13 for a high environment. Canada does this to the, uh, to me all the time. Drew. Yeah. Yeah. And I take it personally. Like I Good. remember seeing a long range forecast going into this week that had like Saturday, Sunday is like minus five, minus two. And then they, Keep on kicking the can down the road. Uh, next Wednesday, it'll be uh, minus two, maybe zero. And then they'll kick that one down. To the, Never mind. Apologize. It's like they put that carrot in front of you that, yeah. oh, can't wait. And we get there, but it's not until May. That's when we get there. April. Yep. What else? But, yeah. the We were talking yesterday. Everybody was talking to you, you know. California boys now. And um, I, I said to, I said, I can take the cold. I hate the snow. As you know, I hate the snow. It's a mess. So I, that bothers me. Everybody else is the other way. I can take the snow, but I can't take the cold. But what bothers me is when I listen to, as you know, I, I listen to you before I come on and I listen to the station before I come on is how cheery our anchors are when they tell you how cold it is outside. <laughs> that bothers me. What are you so friggin' happy about? Wind chill minus 33 degrees, coming up to a high of minus 20 tomorrow. Exactly, exactly, like, exactly. No. It's wind chill yeah. minus 33, high minus sorry. 20. Sorry to deliver this news. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. This is the yeah. forecast I have been given I'm for the remainder for of the week. Exactly. Exactly. Weather with but a smile. Um, <laughs> give you minus 33 wind chill. Uh, well, it wasn't uh, as cold as it was in Kansas City. It was in Buffalo. But yesterday, Drew, you were in Buffalo, uh, New York, for the Sabres and the Sharks. There was a lot of snow in Buffalo. But credit goes to the uh, people who run the field at uh, Highmark Stadium. It was pristine conditions yeah, uh, for the football. Was. Uh, the the field was hard as a rock because of how cold it was, and Buffalo didn't hold back early. To the end zone. It's caught. It's Knox. Dawson Knox with a touchdown catch. Right down the middle, they go for it. They got it with Kincaid this time, the recipient of the Josh Allen touchdown. Josh steps up, and he's going to get the first down. Oh, and there he goes. No one's going to get him. Incredible breaks it for the touchdown. 52 yards. And like that, it was 21 nothing for the Buffalo yeah. Bills. And then, then they kind of fell asleep a little bit there. Steelers came back, got it to within a touchdown, but it wasn't enough. As the Bills move on, they take on the Kansas City Chiefs in Buffalo this weekend in the divisional round. And the other game yesterday saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield. I'm on Team Baker. Go team yeah, Baker. For sure. Yeah, cheer for him. Absolutely. This is a yep. guy who was the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. He went 11 and six. He won a playoff game. And after a down Thanks year, injuries and ton yeah. of injuries, 
they brought in Deshaun Watson amid all the accusations that was going on for 200 and whatever guaranteed and kicked Baker Mayfield out of town. We want this guy. What's the biggest blemish in ba- Baker's character? He got drunk in college. That was the biggest yeah. blemish for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. He liked yeah. to party a little bit. Yeah. So when Baker Mayfield wins a playoff game, well, the Browns got absolutely destroyed in these same Thumped. playoffs. And I know By it was CJ Stroud. You know, CJ yeah. Stroud. I, I took a little joy for Baker Mayfield sure. uh, yesterday uh, for the yep. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, when we talked on uh, Friday, we were all kind of cheering for Baker and, and what he's done this year. And uh, the last guy to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a playoff game was Tom. And then Baker comes in, and they they get in. He's playing well. The swagger is back. They talked about it a lot last night uh, on the broadcast. The swagger that he had is back. And that's beat a lot because of uh, Sean McVay in um, in L.A. when he went there last year to, to – um, that's backup. But what do you do if you're the Philadelphia Eagles? Ten and one start, one and six the rest of the way, including the loss last night. Get absolutely destroyed. Uh, Chad and Esther Hazy's called us up. The uh, fan lines open at one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Nick Sirianni, Chad, is he is he gone? Is he out? Are you firing him if you're the uh, owner? Absolutely, and it's not. So overall, I know Drew laid it out. He's nine and eight first year. Uh, actually, he was. Uh, I think one and six or one and seven until he handed over the play calling duties to uh, the guy that's in uh, Indianapolis now. And, yeah, they lost uh, him. He went, went, yeah, went, yeah. So, anyways, uh, he handed that over. And, like, every every coach has an identity. You know, you know Shanahan's the play caller. Can you even tell me if Shanahan is an offensive or a defensive guy? He has no, he's nothing. He's a walk around guy. So he can't get blamed for defensive play calling. He doesn't design or call the plays. He can't get blamed for offensive play calling. He doesn't design or call the plays. He's, he's just a, I don't know what he is. He's not a coach. That's what he isn't. He talks a little smack every once in a while like he didn't, yeah. uh, was it Kansas City this year? Uh, he's, he's, he's not, he's, he's gone. He's not a very good coach. He was protected by two excellent coordinators who are both head coaches elsewhere now. And the farther it gets away, you see that there's no effort. You say it's lack of want. Yeah, it's lack of preparation. That shows McCarthy didn't have Dallas prepared. That's that's, that's lack of preparation. I, I put that a lot of that on the coach. Those guys maybe didn't give up whatever. But I just see lack of preparation from the Cowboys, lack of preparation from the Eagles. They, they're, they're gone. But anyways, wouldn't it be great if it doesn't matter who hires who, if it was Jim Harbaugh, and Bill Belichick coaching those two teams next year. Well, I was just I was just going to ask with is it is it even necessary like is it isn't it more uh, urgent to to since you've got some very talented coaches out there guys who have been proven winners to go out and make a move now if you're say Philadelphia or if you're Dallas. Yes. If those, if those guys aren't fired by the end of the day tomorrow then it's too late probably like Atlanta's jumping it. The Chargers already are going to interview Harbaugh next week. You can if you miss out on those guys. You can maybe go get Ben Johnson from Detroit, but and he might be a good hire. But then you're going back to that kind of gambling a little bit. Like Siriano, Siriani was a gamble when he hired him. McCarthy had a track record. I think if you want the 
how, how about the top dog out there? Like the guy's won everywhere and he wins fast everywhere. These rosters are both ready to win. Those two coaches are coaches that are ready to win. And is, is Philadelphia ready to win because like their offensive line was was had problems handling the blitz, big time problems handling the blitz, and also. Their defensive line and their their linebacking court isn't that strong. I mean, their defensive line. There's a lot of guys who are long in the tooth in Philadelphia. Yeah, there's that's, that's be what I mean. Change, yeah, yeah. Change some, over some there slower, too. There's some slower guys there, right? You're, you're bang on what you do. What's, their offensive line is really high PFF, but where's the weakness? Defensive backs and linebackers? Yeah. Um, what is the strength of Mr. Bill Belichick? He's the best defensive back coach and linebacker coach in the history of the game. Belichick and Philly, he'll fix He'll fix that. He just don't let him be personnel. Don't let him draft anybody. Yeah. If you let him just coach, he will fix that team. I, I, either team he goes to, I'll be I'll be behind them. They'll, they'll have a good future for the rush. Is still good and Billy. They got good players. Carter and then defensive tackle and losing Kelsey's gonna hurt. But you can get a center. There's a couple good centers in this draft. There, there's there's things that can be fixed there. And the quarterback can play. They got weapons. They got good running back, good wide receivers. So did Dallas. They all got, they all got pieces. Well, the, Britton Gray's coming off football at four, and and he asked me a good question. Who's in a better spot right now, Philadelphia or Dallas in the NFC East? If you take they those two teams, that. who's who, like going future? Who yeah. who's better? And I go, well, the Cowboys are a younger team. They have a younger core. Um, Philly though has. I think a quarterback when he's healthy, Jalen Hurts was not right. Um, no, they, they with said a l- that. lower it, with yeah. a knee injury, whatever. It, he wasn't right. Yeah. So when he gets right, he can still be dynamic. He didn't run last night. Like he wasn't. No, that's he, how they got tried. to the Super Bowl last year was using Jalen Hurts and everything else and being able to roll. And that took a lot. Every team saw it on film. We can blitz this guy. He's not running. He can't run. And. They would push him to his left, and he couldn't figure out a way to get the ball downfield. But you you could argue that if under Mike McCarthy, Dak mm-hmm. Prescott had for a while what people were talking about as an MVP season, and had a great actually had a great season. They were undefeated at home. You could look at Ceedee Lamb had a career year season. Offensively, they were scoring more points than anybody in the first quarter and blow teams out early in the game. You could look at uh, Mike McCarthy and Dallas and say they had a bad Sunday. They had a bad day. You look at Philadelphia and go, they had a bad six, seven weeks. So their last two months which, of the season, November, yeah, December, the season, yeah, was yeah. a terrible, disaster right? for the right. Philadelphia Eagles. So that's that's it's an interesting argument who's which team would you rather step in and coach? Like sorry to compare it to the Riders. Now the Riders weren't they were 6 and 5 when they had a seven game losing streak. They were 10 and 1, but it was a similar collapse down the stretch run here for the Philadelphia Eagles as we witnessed here in Saskatchewan the last two seasons. But we'll see what Nick uh, but Chad's banging like you got to you got to move. You got to move. If you're going to yeah. make a coaching change you don't want to wait around until some of these other guys are getting hired, and then you're going, okay, which oh, maybe we shouldn't have fired the guy because I don't know if he's worse than what's out there as a sure thing. So if they're going to move, right. they better move fast, and they better go after one of the big fish, especially Dallas and uh, Philadelphia well, yeah. Eagles. 
Uh, Britain's a little a uh, little lost today. Uh, he, I think he was expecting Mike McCarthy to be fired by now uh, for his uh, Dallas Cowboys. You remember? And I didn't he, text him. I kept my promise. I did not text Britain on Sunday. I um, it was hard not to. It really was. But look at Jerry. Look at Jerry's track record about firing coaches. Uh, the only guy he fired quickly was. Um, I can't remember, but he kept, he kept Jason, he kept, uh, I'm going to look it up. I'll look it up. Sorry. I, it was just one guy that he just fired quickly because he was brutal. But <laughs> like in the early two thousands, like after yeah. Barry Switzer. Yeah. I forget who that was. It was, but yeah. Um, yeah. He kept John Garrett around way too long. Um, he, well, he, Garrett, he, they had a good year, bad year, good year, bad year, good year, bad year, and he, and he kept them going. Um, Mike McCarthy is a weird one uh, for me. Chan Gailey, Chan Gailey, Chan Gailey, Chan Gailey. Remember, Chan Gailey was quickly, see you later. It's probably because yeah. he disagreed with Jerry too often early going, and it was like, okay, bye. Got to know your role in Dallas. You yeah. don't disagree yeah, exactly. with Jerry Jones. This is 980 yeah. CJME and 650 CKOM. Mendo with you. Truth or Trash Tuesday coming up. Uh, Drew, uh, you're putting Mark Andre Fleury in the top yeah. five goaltenders of all time. Yeah. I got to. Hands are tied. Wins matter. He's number two all time. 552nd win last night in a 5 0 shutout victory with the Minnesota Wild. He is number two. Behind Martin Brodeur, just passing Patrick Waugh. Would you put Mark Andre Fleury top five NHL all time goaltender? Jamie Nye, Drew Remenda with the year of the green zone. Elton Johnson. He's got the EGOT. Elton Johnson. Did I say Johnson? Yeah, you're thinking Belton of Belton Johnson, Johnson. Elton John. <laughs> Elton John. <laughs> Come on, old man. You can't be the first. That's <laughs> me. I'm the guy who does stuff like that. <laughs> I but I love Elton Bel- Johnson, yeah. too. <laughs> Belton Johnson. Johnson, Elton John. Oh, my goodness. Hey, both both outstanding, outstanding yeah. talents in their own uh, right. One has an EGOT, the other does not. <laughs> uh, Elton John uh, got an Emmy, so that joins with the Grammy, the Oscar, and the Tony um, Awards what in the his Oscar career. For? Was that for um, Lion King? I want to, yeah, I want to say Lion King. I, yes. I would bet, yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. okay. Um. So this was the uh, Emmy be, be for the streaming of his farewell from Dodger Stadium cool. uh, for Elton John. And I was looking at the list of others who have got the Emmy, EGOTs. Grammy, Oscar, Tony, EGOT Award winner. Mel Brooks uh, yes. has one. Uh, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, of course. Phantom yeah, and everything else, right? Yeah. John Legend is another one. Insufferable. <laughs> Viola Davis. <laughs> Viola uh, Davis has a has an a ego. Yeah, really. And uh, here, here's it's got to be like a comedy album or something. Whoopi Goldberg for a Grammy. Oh, I, I have to look oh it up gosh. on why Whoopi I Goldberg. Gotta at, I gotta look at it. I gotta look at that. I gotta look up. She's going <laughs> really. Yeah. 
comedy album in 1996 oh, okay uh was uh whoopi uh, goldberg uh so yes or direct from broadway whoopi goldberg um oh, okay that's, that's comedy she recording she, she, she did the one she just did the one uh so yes there you have it yeah there's some of them jennifer hudson oh my god other. she she won the emmy <laughs> My who am I to talk? I won friggin' Emmy, so it's not like it's that tough. <laughs> she won an Emmy for the most outstanding talk show host for The View. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wasn't much of a field that 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 year. <laughs> but like I said, I've got quite a few of those, and there you go. You That's hand them away know. like Skittles. I don't, Randy. So the, you saw the ESPN controversy regarding the Emmys and taking it away from people and what they did, ESPN? It's just it some internal thing. I don't know. I can't even describe it because it was so convoluted and dumb. But uh, Randy texted me the other day and said, just so you know, if the Sharks take your Emmy, one of your Emmys away, you're not getting one of mine. And I said, I wrote him back, I actually don't even remember where they all are. <laughs> and... I said, my first Emmy that I won, that went to mom. Dad got one. I think it was the second Emmy. The third Emmy, I came home uh, from practice one day to see the boys out in the driveway in San Jose uh, playing with this little round metal ball, gold ball. And I looked at it and I went, is that from Miami? And they went, yeah, we needed something to play with. And I went... (laughs) Oh, okay. And I, it was so funny. I couldn't help but laugh. I couldn't help but laugh. I started to laugh. I was like, whatever. And then I, I gave some to some other people that, that helped me get in my career. But the best part was uh, after my mom passed away and my brother Don was cleaning out her apartment because mom was in, in, in Coquitlam in, Vancouver, in, in the Vancouver area. Don was cleaning out his apartment. He would send us stuff all the time. Okay. Like that. That had to do with us, like the Elvis plate and pictures and things like that. And he sent, I got a package one day that, which is my, which is the mom, the Emmy, my first Emmy that I won, um, that we won, I should say. And I, that's the one I gave to mom. It was broken in two. Okay. <laughs> and the note was <laughs> from my brother, Don, which was, see, even mom thought your stupid award was worthless. <laughs> Love Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta respect those regional Emmys. Come on. Uh, from the, uh, California. Yeah. Just to rub it in one more time that you weren't mom's favorite. <laughs> Jamie and Drew with you here on the green zone. Isn't that uh, but, great? Uh, so Drew is uh, three steps away from the EGOT. He needs a Grammy, yeah. an Oscar, and a Tony. An Oscar and a Tony. Yeah. I can't wait to see you on Broadway, Drew Romendo. Let's get to Truth <laughs> or Trash. I can sing and dance. <laughs> we'll just never see it. What are you doing? Truth or Trash Tuesday. Truth or Trash Tuesday, the debate. Mark andre Fleury passed Patrick Wall last night for number two all-time in goaltender wins in the National Hockey League. Mark andre Fleury is now at 552. He is only a hundred and uh, what is that? Thirty-nine away uh, from Martin Broder, as he said last night. Off to Jeez. play another fifteen years to get to Martin yeah. Broder's six ninety-one. 
Uh, but Fleury is number two. Patrick Waugh, 551, number three. Roberto Luongo, number four. Eddie the Eagle Bell for 484. There's your top five. So, is Marc-Andre Fleury in the top five greatest goaltenders of all time? Truth or Trash Tuesday. Drew Remenda, you say truth. Yeah. He's got to be. Yeah. He's got to be based on wins. I once, this long time ago, Mike Vernon, Hall of Famer, was uh, playing for the San Jose Sharks. And I remember we were sitting outside the LAX Marriott back in the day, going to a game. And I, I asked him, I said, hey, Mike, what's the most important stat for goaltenders? And he, without even hesitating, without even looking up from the paper, he went, wins. He said, that's all that matters is wins. And he said, the more you get, the better you are. And the guy who's got the most is the best. So wins matters. And that's to me, when you're looking at a goaltender, can I win with them? And the Pittsburgh Penguins did win with Marc-Andre Fleury. They also won with another goalie. Mm-hmm. Marc-Andre was the backup. But wins matter. We can talk save percentage. We can talk um, um, goals against average. You can talk all that stuff. But wins has a lot to do with it. One eight seven seven for me the most. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Fan free for all. Is Mark Andre Fleury top five all time goaltenders? As he's number two and wins, patching. So I have him below, of course, because I'm saying trash. He is not a top five goaltender. He's had a great career. Is he top ten? Yes, he's top ten. But here are some of the names I put above. Marc-Andre Fleury. Of course, Martin Broder, number one. He's got right. Stanley Cups. Uh, yeah. He's Olympic got championships. 690 wins. Like yeah. He's number one, Martin Broder. Yeah. Signed, sealed, delivered, not a debate, yes. just like Wayne Gretzky's the greatest of all time. Um, yes. Patrick Waugh is a number two. Stanley Cups. He's got now the third most wins all time. But I, I still put Patrick Waugh above Marc-Andre Fleury in my list. Number three, he doesn't have the wins, but he has more shutouts than Marc-Andre Fleury. I would say the dominator, Dominic Hasek, when you think of all-time great goaltenders, would be in the top five. I'm also putting Mr. Goalie Glenn Hall on the list. Glenn Hall played of course, way back in the day. But here's the other... When you look at numbers from some of the goaltenders, ties. They had ties. Marc-Andre Fleury's never had a tie in his life. Oh, sorry, no. He's got two. These guys were playing 171 ties for Terry Sawchuk, 164 ties for Glenn Hall. If they had shootouts and overtimes and everything else, they're probably way over the 500 mark in wins. Or if the reverse was where there weren't shootouts and ties were ties back in the day, how many would Marc Andre Fleury have? Oh, how many wins would he have? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that would that number would have dropped a little bit from five fifty two. Interesting. It's interesting, right? You know, it's interesting, right? So it's interesting with the rule change. So there's four. Now I want to put one guy on the top five list only because. I adore your wife so much. You like I, him? I think Henrik Lundqvist deserves to be in the top five. Well, he's I know Michelle Henrik's, would put him in the top five. He's the king. Yeah, for, he's the for king. Different, 
different reasons. Did you see the suit he was wearing the other? No, it was a Ranger game. I watched it. Oh my god, suit! I'd put him in front. I'll give him number one if you want. Just you can give me one of his suits. Um, but well, he's he's uh, one two one two three four five six. He's six all time in 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 wins. Um, so I mean, he didn't get the championships. No, but you only got to one. He is a Hall of Famer. Final. Yeah, he is a Hall of Famer, and and. You can't argue with with his numbers when it comes to that. So that's not a. It's not like it's a, 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 a way out there pick. And uh, second most shutouts of all time is on my top five is Terry Sawchuk. So that's what slides Mark Andre Fleury out of the top five. And I know I'm going old school, and it was a different era in goaltenders, and it's hard to compare era to era. Just but impossible. What, what, that's yeah. why I think Wah and Brodeur best of their era. Uh, Glenn Hall, Terry Sawchuk, best of their era. Marc-Andre Fleury, I don't have him up to with Dominic Hasek. And I know Hasek was more Juan Brodeur, but that's what... No, trash. Marc-Andre Fleury out, top five all time in goaltender history, as he's number two and wins. one 332 8255 is uh, the fan line here on the Green Zone. Where would you put uh, Marc-Andre Fleury? Um, the problem with Dominic Kashuk is that he's, as far as wins go, he he doesn't, he's got a, a nice winning percentage, but as far as accumulation of wins, he doesn't have, a, he's not even in the top 30, is he? Or no, sorry, he's in the top 20, he's the top number 16, sorry. But he's, he's way down at 16 or 15. Mike Vernon's just behind him. Quick's coming up on him. Ryan Miller's got more wins than Dominic Hasek, for crying out loud. Plus, Dominic Hasek apparently was not a good guy. Did you see the spit and chicklets thing? Did you see the spit and chicklets thing? Oh, wow. One of the worst. Never, was it one of the worst? The worst producer Scott was yes. telling me about one of the worst human yeah. beings yeah. ever. I wouldn't I wouldn't pee on him if he was on fire, was the uh, was the comment. It was a different, he used a different word than pee. But, yeah. Not a good guy, not a good teammate. <laughs> That's one of the most damning things I've ever heard anybody say about anybody that they played hockey with. Uh, how would you rank the goaltenders? One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. I'm not sure. This list, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, yeah, come on, come on now. This what, list. What? Who you got? Number one is Hasek on this list. Okay. They didn't include their name, so Stephen Regina. That's our anonymous Steve texture. Regina, Steve yeah. and Regina. Hi, Steve. Good to hear from you again. <laughs> Hasek one, Wa two, Sawchuck three, Jacques Plant number four. Jacques Plant wasn't the greatest goaltender. He just was the one of the most famous guys because of the mask. Yeah. And uh, number he, number five, Brodeur number five. Come really? on. I'm glad Come he's on, in man. the top five, but he's yeah. top two. But he's number he's number one. He's the best yeah. goaltender of all time. Well one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Uh Mike and Wayburn. Uh, where, who's your list for top five and is Marc Andre Fleury on it? Nope, he's not. He might be one day, but right now he's not. So number one's gotta be Tradiac. You gotta Ah, you went to you went to Slava. Okay. Okay. Fear. Hasek and Brodeur. Can can you put Vladislav Trichek up there because we never saw him in the NHL? When when Wayne Gretzky himself is saying he's the best goalie he ever faced, that's got to say something. 
Trechek. You know, That's I worked. I once call. worked. I once worked a hockey clinic with Vladislav Trechek. Do you know that? Really? Uh huh. When I was working for Hockey Canada way back when. Yeah. It was awesome. It was fantastic. He was such a nice man. So anyway, did you did Trechek, you ask him about like the Russian? No. no? Okay. No. No. Just no. 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 <laughs> Just leave that one alone. Uh, Rod in Regina, uh, what what do you got on your list? Best goalies ever. I mean, you guys never even mentioned Billy Smith, four cups in a row. Ken Dryden, yeah. I don't know what he has, six or eight. I mean, there's there's a hundred guys better than him. If this wasn't a 32-team league, he'd have never made it out of the minors. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> come on, man. What are you talking about? Come on, man. <laughs> He was the number one pick in the NHL draft. He was the number one pick in the draft. He's won Stanley Cups. With six teams in the league, the 13th best goaltender in the world was playing in the minors. This guy's the league, in a watered-down league his entire career. Watered-down league? Water down. I, got, I got news for you, my friend. I got news for you. Most of the guys that you're reckoning and looking back at the past and they were so tough and they were so, so great couldn't keep up with any of the guys that are playing in the NHL now. This is not a watered-down league. This is the highest-skilled league in the world. The athletes are bigger, stronger, faster. They shoot harder, and the goaltenders are way better than the other goalies. Kelly Rudy, who I absolutely love. I asked him the difference between what's the difference between goaltenders when you played and when the goaltenders now, and he went, we sucked. That's the difference. <laughs> Jamie Drew Ravenda here on the Green Zone on 980-CJME, 650-CKOM. Jamie and I, Drew Ravenda with you here on the Green Zone. Someone is asking us to come up with a Drew Ravenda top five rants of all time. They, they like they like that one uh, on the uh, on that one. Little, we were just talking about how much, I've, how much I've grown over the last, since working with Jamie. You would have said other names. That I would have said other words. I wouldn't have called poor, him my poor friend. Rod. Rod's allowed to have an poor opinion. Uh, someone yeah, well, texted I, saying, Jacques Plant, Jamie, what are you talking Overrated Jacques Plant. He won seven Vesnas the most all time. He, there were six other goaltenders in the NHL when he won six of those Vesnas, and he was on the Dynasty Montreal Canadiens. He is the Grant Fear of his era, okay? So calm down with Jacques Plant. Six Vesnas, Dominic Hasek won six Vesnas. Uh, on that one. Oh, I'm almost I made keep, Drew spit out his chocolate I melon. Just, I keep forgetting how much you can't fear that whole thing bugs you. Yeah, you almost got me. I almost went through. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was close. That was-